Attention all podcasts of the Solar Federation. We have assumed control. We have assumed control. We have assumed control. Welcome to the Intergalactic Boombox, theater of the mind geek news hosted by myself, Kyle Abair, on board the aforementioned Intergalactic Boombox, a podcasting spacecraft. Just go with me on that. We got a nice collection of crew members here, human and alien, and of course, the podcast would be nothing without the Al Capella Symphony Orchestra. Hey-o. I could just listen to that all day. Two of my tentacled compadres, Gits, Big Bada Boom, and Shiggles. Hello. I gotta say, my favorite quote of the week is what already became a huge meme on TikTok recently. My dog stepped on a bee. The magic number is three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good one, Gets. A container of milk, a loaf of bread, and a stick of butter. Ah, <laughs> uh, that doesn't rhyme. Shiggles? No, but it's random. Oh, granted, but the point of the meme is to rhyme with B and do the weird face. Oh, okay. Wee. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everyone, you have to excuse Shiggs. He's just down to gallon of flaming hot Cheetos Mountain Dew. Why? Well, we were curious if this stuff kills brain cells. And what's the conclusion? It wasn't fair, because I only has one. Huh. Uh, wait, so you still got the one? Uh, let me see. Uh... Nope, it's gone. The question of the week. Do celebrity shenanigans influence your decision in consuming their content? You know, Amber Heard, Johnny Depp, James Franco, Kevin Spacey, etc. Went to the Twitters, at BoomboxPod. Brett Roberts says, I try to separate the art from the artist, but it truly depends on how heinous their actions were. Iyashi Baka says, I try not to let it influence me, but in this case, I refuse to watch the new Magical Beast movie because they dropped Johnny. Kyle Tonarella says, sometimes I just separate the art from the artist in order to keep enjoying said projects. Rio Bakura says, yes, I no longer watch anything with Kevin Spacey in it. The Parks and Rec episodes featuring Louis C.K. are uncomfortable, and Army Hammer freaked me out. Having said that, The Aristocrats is hilarious, and I miss Gilbert Gottfried. Angela Bear, or is it Hebert? It's spelled just like my last name, so I'm just going to say Bear. If they are the starring role, then yes, mostly because I'd rather not sit for hours watching someone who repulses me. But if they're a supporting role, then no. Theirs isn't the only livelihood at play here. I can get past a few minutes of disgust to watch and support others. Monkey Girl says, no. The diabetic T1C says, it's why I don't care for Chris Pratt. He comes out clean, but I've seen enough to call him into question. No offense to his fans. Johnny's defamation suit, regardless of what each party wanted, shows that Amber has a real problem and needs help. Bob Denver, not the guy who played Gilligan, says generally no like if they're an a-hole or something like Bruce Willis, Christian Bale. Or, but yes, the scummier the behavior, the less likely I am to enjoy something with them in it. Unless it's like a rare case of schadenfreude playing out in theater. Ooh, that's a $10 word. I've heard that many times, but I'm not sure what it exactly means. Let me uh, consult my AI assistant. Yo, Baba! Holy doja cat eating yogurt in a hazmat suit. What is it now? Hey, Bubba, what's schadenfreude? Hold your roll, Sam Kennison. Are you even allowed to say those kind of words on podcasts? <laughs> well, it's German. I know that much. But um, let's all just have an educational moment here. It means pleasure derived by someone from another person's misfortune. Wow, that... Just described everyone on this spaceship. Oh, look at you getting all meta. <laughs> anyway, I gotta run. Gotta finish flirting with that new fax machine on the lower level. She's hotter than socks on a rooster. 
that that's attractive. All right. Oi, Gates, are you pondering what I'm pondering? Yeah, why do we have a fax machine, right? <sighs> Question. What'd you think of Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness? Now, try and avoid spoilers here. It's definitely a Sam Raimi movie, and that alone makes me love it. But yeah, there's some great action sequences. I mean, it kicks off just bam, bam, bam. It's just really, really into high gear. There's some super weird stuff, of course. Lots of horror elements. I'm a huge horror fan, so that makes me really happy. Now, I did have to do some YouTube Easter egg and explanation videos and a couple of uh, story points. But honestly, my initial reaction was, I like it better than The Last Spider-Man. Probably an unpopular opinion. But yeah, because Spider-Man got so hyped that by the time I saw it, I was a little let down. And I think that's a fair thing to say when people just talk about how great something is and months later you finally see it and it's like, that's it? And had I not seen the Spider-Man without all that hype, I probably would have liked it more. So maybe I'm just a victim of the hype machine. But I do wish there were more multiverses explored in the film. But then again, the movie would end up being eight hours long. I think it was long enough. So did that new Doctor Strange scratch your Marvel itch? Or did you just scratch your head and just make you want to go back to scrolling on TikTok? At me, at Boombox. Pod. Time to shout out to the Sat Cats. Those lovely individuals streaming in-app donations from a Podcasting 2.0 app as they listen. You can snag a free podcast player right now. When? Right now. Then? No. Now. From newpodcastapps.com. Might I suggest Fountain? awesome app and they will gladly help you getting set up to support the show without third parties you're in total control value for value whatever value you find in the show whatever you find it to be worth you share it back dave jones from podcasting 2.0 the podcast sent me lots of sats from castomatic he said killing it herbert thank you love me some asthma the lovely movie quoting alien i think he's around here somewhere he'll pop up eventually i love you 3,000. Dave also uh, sent a uh, another mega boost here. 11,171 sats. Hey, Kyle, rando question. Do you ever see Truth Seekers on Amazon Prime Video? It has Nick Frost in it, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Really felt like World's End as a TV series, which is fine by me. You know what? I never saw World's End. Ooh. Oh, my God. I have so much to catch up on, apparently. But British horror comedy. Hello, nurse. I'm there. Can we make days longer than 24 hours? And then finally, uh, Dave wished me a happy 50th episode. Just getting caught up. Here's a Van Halen boost. Boost. 5150. Thank you so much, Dave. Remember, this show does not have a Patreon or any sort of membership. The podcast is 100% free. But if you get value out of it and you got a few uh, coins to spare, get set up on a new podcastapps.com app. It's a free podcast player giving you images, chapters, and the ability to stream your donation, whatever amount that is. New podcastapps.com. And now, literal trailer reaction. She-Hulk, attorney at law. Oh, that looks fun. But uh, when did Princess Fiona get so ripped? Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness saw a super strong opening followed by a huge drop-off at the box office in its second week, which is actually par for the course. I love the Evil Dead take on Marvel. A lot of fans, are though, uh, they're finding it hard to swallow. And now, on top of that, comes the allegation that a scene from the film was directly lifted from an indie game, Stephen Dungu's Sword of Symphony features a player's ability to materialize musical notes and hurl them as weapons at enemies. A small fight sequence, it's not really a spoiler, a a small fight sequence in Multiverse of Madness features the exact same dynamic. And it turns out that scene wasn't in the original script. 
and was part of extensive reshoots that happened last year, which was just a few months after Sword of Symphony's trailer got some viral love. Coincidence? Dungu hasn't alluded to any plans for a lawsuit. That would be daunting anyway, seeing as Disney's legal team are tougher than a $2 steak. But things just got out of hand. East of the Rockies, you are on the air. Um, hello. I need to speak to your manager. I'm the manager, Karen. It's my podcast. Wait, how did you know this is Karen? Because you're the only one who calls. Of. Anywho, I was reading on the interwebs that you can now play Fortnite again on the iPhone. Well, kinda, yeah. Yes or no, Mr. Man. It's like pregnancy. Either you are or you aren't. Let me explain. Mm -hmm. Fortnite isn't in the App Store because Apple and Epic butted heads over Apple's 30% cut of in-app purchases. Mm. But there is a workaround. Let me guess. Throw out my iPhone and get on Android. Right. Well, there are a lot of people who would agree with that sentiment. But no, just launch any web browser on iPhone or iPad. Mm-hmm. And then you just go to xbox.com slash play mm-hmm. and register for a free Microsoft Xbox Cloud gaming account. And then you, too, can be demolished by 12-year-olds in other states who know more than you ever will about Fortnite. Mm. Well, how about I just throw out my iPhone after all? How about I beam you aboard and throw you out the airlock after all? Um, excuse me. Oh, Uh, I do not like this. I do not like this at all. I need to talk to your managers. Okay, bye-bye. A company called Revolution is ready to make your breakfast more intelligent with its InstaGlow Smart Toaster, a color LED screen that always stays lit. Yay. Giving you lots of options for toasting various types of bread and reheating, and there's no button to push it down or retrieve it in case you're worried it's getting burnt. You just got to trust that this premium doohickey knows what it's doing with your toast. Oh, and here's the most humble brag worthy bullet point the smart toaster is available now and sells for $400. <laughs> Aquaman 2 might be practically herdless, as DC has now stated that Amber Heard is no longer under contract. Rumors have persisted, saying that Mara's screen time was shaved down to roughly 10 minutes, and Heard has said in the wake of all this courtroom drama that a lot was indeed cut. They wanted her gone, and she had to fight to stay in the movie. I imagine we'll get a more accurate damage control update long before the release of Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom dropping next March. But yay for DC. Everybody's heard about the turd. I mean, heard, heard, heard. Heard is the word. Thanks, I'll be here all week. Do you like Rick and Morty? Do you like anime? Well, guess what? There's a 10-episode Rick and Morty the Anime series in development. No exact plot details, but Telecom Animation Film is the studio handling the animation with director Takashi Nano, who did Rick and Morty's previous two anime shorts. No release date yet, but since it's a Warner Media project, it's safe to assume it'll air on Adult Swim and stream on HBO Max. My biggest question, of course, is, outside of the main cast, is there any chance anime voice actors will get a crack at this thing? Maybe? Possibly? Please?
Conspiracy here, live from my top secret bunker in Pahrump, Nevada, monitoring the government's lie campaign against the existence of aliens. All right, all right, Ken, Ken, I'm going to stop you right there, bud. Uh, aliens are real, okay? They're on my spaceship. Here, Asmer, as, uh, c- come up here and say something. Asmer's the movie-quoting alien. Nobody puts baby in a corner. Look, Herbert, just take your dirty dancing-obsessed friend and watch the final dance sequence where the song is replaced by the Muppet Show theme song. You can thank me later. Actually, I already saw it. It, it, it is. It, it, it's a huge improvement over the original. Anyway, I got another alien here. His name's Scat Mandible. What are you, dance? This guy looks like he flunked luchador school and his T-Rex costume looks straight out of Party City's clearance aisle. <laughs> Son, you really should work on your Louis Armstrong impression. Oh, yeah. Now, it's time for all the news you can't use. Page one. A British Employment Tribunal has proclaimed that calling a man bald is akin to commenting on boobs and is therefore sexual harassment. Well, wait a second. You know, I'm bald. I say that all the time. So am I harassing myself? I mean, baldness is one of my defining characteristics. So is your stupidity, Kirk. Kyle. But rest assured, nobody is coming on to you. Anyway... Speaking of stupidity, this hooey happened when an electrician complained about his shift supervisor, who called him a bald obscenity that won't be repeated here. This numbskull was offended at being called bald, not the obscenity. Hell, I'm offended that I'm reading this story. At least you have hair. Touchdown. Crowd goes wild. Page two. Mike Tyson might not be boxing anymore, but he is trying to cash in on that one time in 1997 when he bit Evander Holyfield's ear during a match. Mmm, delicious. Tyson has his own line of cannabis gummies and is making over a half a million bucks a month. But his company, Tyson 2.0, won't get to enjoy a Rocky Mountain high as the state of Colorado prohibits the sale of pot edibles that might appeal to children. Animals, fruit, yeah, I get. But an ear... Look, if the spawn of your loins wants to nibble on someone's lobes, you've got bigger problems, buckaroo. The shape will now be modified into the letter T. Now all we need is for Mike Tyson to record his In the Air Tonight cover from The Hangover. Man's got the voice of an angel being strangled. Page 3. How do you know you've made it to the big time? Have your own action figure or Funko Pop? Become a top-selling musical sensation. Well, I submit to you, nobody holds the distinction of having a millipede named after themselves. I can guarantee Taylor Swift was unaware of Nanaria Swifte, a.k.a. the Swift-Twisted Claw Millipede, until recently. Derek Hennon, an entomologist, a.k.a. Bug Nerd, discovered the species in Tennessee, where Swift began singing. He named the arthropod because he's a creepy fanboy who has her image printed on his pillow and worships at a makeshift altar of posters in his basement. Oh, sorry, I read that wrong. He says her music helped him through tough times. He also named another new species after his wife. Good save, Derek. And I'm spent. That's all the news you can't use. From my dump in Pahrump. Aw, look at the time. The Intergalactic Boombox is brought to you by One-Handed Harry's Chainsaw Juggling Academy. Portions of today's podcast were just a figment of your imagination, and select members of the studio audience will be pointed at and given judgy face. Remember, life without purpose is meaningless, but life without porpoise is dolphin safe. Until next time, doodles. <laughs> <laughs>